Welcome to Fringe Element here on the 440 Sports Network. Week before media days, my name is Braden Gall, and you can follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall. Aaron Dugan had some family stuff to deal with, so we are proud to welcome to the show, in her spot, good friend, friend of the pod, a longtime colleague and nemesis, Chris Childers, oh. <laughs> host of Full Ride, of course, with Rick Neuheisel, Sirius XM. Uh, Childers, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on with me, man. How are you? I am good. Thanks for having me. And uh, please send my love to Dugan. I hope all is well and uh, love Dugan and uh, hope she's going to be uh, good. But uh, send my love to her. But it's good to be here. Uh, Media Days Monday here in Nashville. First time ever. It's going to be wild. And I wanted to have you in because you and I have been going to these ridiculous things for quite some time now. Um, And I wanted to see if we could predict. Like, I want us to do the show today like it's already happened because i think we can do it i think you and i could do the show uh-huh. like all of media days has already happened so uh rate review subscribe next week we're gonna have a lot of good stuff last year in atlanta we talked to, i know you do this for, for your work as well but i had a chance to talk with like 25 different players uh and 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 so we'll have a lot of really cool stuff for you guys on the youtube page so make sure you check that out we'll have lots of interviews uh, lots of sit downs with media members many distinguished dignitaries such as yourself childers um so lots of cool stuff going on on the show next week so stay tuned for that but i thought we'd have some fun and see how close we get to what's going to be talking the start of talking season next next week so number one is going to be i'm going to ask you about i'm going to get you to sort of take some guesses here but i want you to start i want to start with kirby smart he last year he came in playing the hunted versus hunter card and i actually i actually could buy into that to some degree because Stetson Bennett, I remember talking to him last year. He was pissed off about all the disrespect questions. The court, the coordinator, Todd Munkin, was back. They were not picked to win the SEC. Alabama was. They were not preseason number one. They were number three. And everybody seemed focused, and they went undefeated. I, I'm willing to bet you that with all the noise around the program, for whatever may or may not be accurate or exactly right or wrong, there is a lawsuit about a tragic accident with two people that that lost their lives in a car accident. Uh, they do not have their quarterback. They do not have their coordinator. Lots of people are gone on the defense. And I'm still willing to bet you that Kirby Smart is offended by how he is being treated. Uh, the media is unfair and they are being disrespected once again. Yes, I think that'll happen. And I think he's going to add in a little twist of upset of, with everything that's been happening over the last few months. I think he's, you know, they just demanded a retraction from the AJC. I think he's going to defend his program vehemently. I think he's going to defend his culture vehemently. That's what I think he's going to do. He's going to walk in there pissed off. He can play the whole respect card with his team, and he will. And he'll, you know, we have a new quarterback. We don't have leaders, blah, blah, blah. And we're all picking him number one. So I don't know what preseason magazine he's going to get to show his players. He might have to go to Mars to go get one that has him, like, pick. 15th or something um but he's gonna ha- or maybe he'll write his own and look at Kirby Smart's preseason magazine says <laughs> you suck you know or something like that but uh we all think they're great we all think they're the favorites somehow he'll come in with a chip in his shoulder but I think they're gonna come in with a chip on the shoulder about the culture of the program because of the fact that there's been the speeding issue because of what was said in the AJC because it's been kind of implemented here in the last couple of weeks that Kirby's got a culture problem. They're fighting back against it. 
I think he's going to be in a mood about it. Uh-huh. I think when he sits down with all of us, he's going to be a little pissy because he's going to get asked about it. Um, bottom line is, dude, one of your players is dead. So, and you have a real problem with speeding. I mean, there's a real issue here with guys go- wanting to go really fast, which I don't get. Like, is the thrill of winning a national championship not enough of a high? <laughs> Well, come on. If you uh, let's be clear, you and I started working together when we were like 24. And if we had 700 horsepower Jeeps, we would not be driving 35 miles an hour through Maryland farms. You know, like and I'm not saying there's I'm not I'm not excusing. I'm not excusing the behavior. I'm just saying like testosterone fueled 18 to 22 year olds with like like Lamborghinis. That's a bad recipe. You know what I mean? It is. So you got to fix it. Like you got to right. do something right. like right. if you're Kirby, you got to fix the problem, take the keys, do whatever yeah. you got to do. But I think that's what he's going to do. He's going to come in. Certainly he'll talk about his team and be a little chip on the shoulder. And we got something to prove this year and, and all the crap that we've heard a million times. And we'll all roll our eyes at him when he talks about football because we all think his roster is freakish. I mean, his defense is going to be sick this year. He's got it excuse me he's got skill players for days he's got a tight end from jupiter i mean <laughs> and his quarterback let's be honest will probably be better wow, so be- better i don't know probably I, he'll be he'll be pretty damn good i i think I, and i i think i think you know again that's I'm confident without- he's not going to show up drunk at 6 a.m <laughs> somebody's house that's what I'm confident on. Hey, what you do, what you do after the championship, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's fair. You do what you want, but fair just game. don't show up naked at 6 a.m. to somebody's house. That's valid. That's all. Hey, you is know? that asking? You think that's you don't think that's asking too much? Oh, he wasn't naked, was he? I don't Did think he, he was. On? I don't think yeah. he was naked. I think he was clothed. Yeah, I retract that. I retract okay. my naked right. statement. I can't, I can't believe you would do that. You would disparage. Who was naked? Name. Somebody was naked somewhere. I don't oh, know. Oh, that, that was anyway. uh, that was Pat McAfee in, in Broad Ripple, Indianapolis, probably. <laughs> Pat so McAfee's just always naked. Doing the backstroke yeah. in, in, <laughs> in Indianapolis. Uh, but that, that I'm was not sure that. Pat McAfee ever has clothes on. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I certainly never had sleeves, uh, but that was his time no. as a punter at West Virginia. So that's a different, yes. different time. Yes. Um, all right. So I agree with you there. All right. Well, well then how how is Saban going to approach this? Because it is interesting to me that Alabama... Like I'm not writing the Alabama dynasty is dead thing. I don't think that's fair yet. No. But I do find it interesting that for the first time in in maybe Saban's entire tenure that we just don't know where they're going to finish. They could absolutely be the team that was two plays away from being undefeated, and they find their guy and Tommy Reese and fill in a blank quarterback works, or they could lose a couple of cl- like the team that's been bad on the road, the team that has been undisciplined and taking penalties, the team that doesn't have a star quarterback right now. Maybe they they lose a couple of those games and they they don't win the division two years in a row, which is unprecedented for Nick Saban. So I do find this season to be more interesting. What is the, 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 the I don't, I don't, I don't, you're not allowed to say the, the, the he's going to say rat poison and the dynasty is dead. We can't use that. But what is the, what's the talking point around Alabama from Nick Saban? Other than like, the game is changing and NIL and boring, 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 like minutia. I think that's where he's going to go. Yeah. I think he's going to piss and moan about where we're at. I think he's going to 
talk about NIL and talk about the portal and, and, you know, he'll, he'll make some points about college football. Cause he always does. He always, you know, where we're at, he's kind of father time. You know, we can get the reference point of Nick Saban in any era or any year of college football. And, and, you know, I think get a good gauge of, of, you know, where we're at right now. I think he comes in from a football perspective and it's the same old crap. I mean, I know they're not the favorite, but he's still God of college football. He's still Nick Saban. We still think he's probably a minimum 10 and two, which I think that's what I think they are. I think they're a 10 and two football team. I think LSU wins the division again. That's my guess. I think their quarterback is special. Um, Bama. If Tyler Buckner's your quarterback, Tyler Buckner sucks. Like I've, watched a lot of his games to know that he is extremely limited that guy when you look at the sec i don't see he's a plug-in guy i just don't think he's special by any stretch of the imagination i think lsu's got somebody special i think georgia has got a lot of special around him i mean here's the fact of the matter they were 10 and 2 last year with a guy that my co-host on full ride rick Muheisel compares to pat mahomes so, and he was all over Joe Burrow and calling him Tom Brady Jr. But I look, that guy was a freak. You know, they had Will Anderson. They I, I just don't know if Alabama's better than 10 and 2. But I think Saban comes in and he's Saban. I mean, what does he have to prove? He's got seven national championships. He's going to be yeah. Mr. If you don't t- ask him about football, he'll get pissy. But but Unless his entire he's got an but, agenda. But his entire speech won't be about football. No, his entire opening statements no. at, at the pulpit are. But he'll be, get mad if you ask yeah. him about something else because right. that's the way he is. Right, and all he's going to talk about is how it'll be very Dabo-ish, maybe. Right, like the yeah. game is changing and yeah. where are we going and existential crisis and what's 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 the future of our sport like and I don't think they should be employees, but I think they should have a union, which doesn't make any sense, of course. No. Uh, but I do, I think you're right. That's what he does at his statement. Uh, I'm just curious what the media talks about. Like, so to your LSU point, what is the breakdown of votes for first place in the West? When well, we get done, always going to get votes. I think right, but, just based but, on people showing up, they'll get votes, but I think LSU is going to get plenty, maybe 50, 50 on that. Uh, that's what I think too. I think, yeah. it'll, be very, I think it'll be very yeah. close to 50, 50. Maybe 50-50 on that. I can't think of anybody else you'd vote for in the West. And do you have a feeling? I hope Jimbo walks in to media days and is just miserable. Like, just is humbled, is going to get so many questions about Petrino, which clearly means he's conceded. Like, he can't, he's no longer the, Grand Puba of the offense and technically, right? Like he's conceded. He's given the reins to Petrino. He's had this reputation for so many years about being this quarterback whisperer. And I think he's played off of it. You know, he's talked as such. He's kind of walks into a room as such. He's got this little grin on his face when he walks into a room. I wonder if the grin's gone. <laughs> I wonder if he's just going to come in and people are going to berate him about how he's not good enough I, for the job. And I, I don't know. I think he comes in totally. Cause so, so I don't, I don't know if it's humbled or not. I think he comes in. Think much he's still like, all pissy. And I, stuff. Think it's, I think it's much like Kirby. The, Salty. The, 
Yes. I mean, you know, you've been around Jimbo enough. I've been oh, around he's... Jimbo enough. He's very, he's very like, you know, he's very cocksure. And, and I think, yes. and he likes to talk a lot. So he's just going to keep going. What I yes. think is, what I think is interesting, and this is not a prediction about next week, but I think it's a prediction about the season. What I find fascinating about the Petrino dynamic is that no matter what happens, Jimbo Fisher doesn't really win because if they're really good, I agree. Then, then Petrino gets all the, gets credit. the credit. And if they're really bad, then Fisher Fisher gets blamed for not having fixed the offense with Petrino and and yep. taking a huge risk on Petrino. So like he either he I think I'll be curious how he acts if he knows that that's really how people are viewing it. Like if that's how he sees it, or if he's just like no 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 we got DJ Durkin no problems at Maryland, Steve Adazio no problems at Colorado State. Uh, we, we we've got Bobby Petrino no problems at Arkansas, Jimbo Fisher no problems ever. And it's like the most volatile coaching staff. In the it's world. like the land of misfit toys. I mean, it's it's <laughs> bizarre. It's bizarro land. I mean, you have Bobby Petrino's. I'll never. I you know what? I really he's a need really to get good, that. He's a really good coach. <laughs> he's a really good coach, but I need to get the the image in my office. Like you know how right now you see some things behind me. Next time I do a Zoom interview, I just want a massive framed picture of him at the podium with, with the, the big with the yeah, neck brace. With the neck brace. What, why would you want to put the man at his worst possible moment up on your wall, Childers? That's I don't nice. know, but if you have nice. you heard, I don't want to get into it on the podcast. I, I don't I don't like, but you've heard about that stuff, right? Allegedly, allegedly. Yeah. yeah. David Ubbin, David Ubbin did a great job doing a lot of reporting on this. So yeah. I, I think there's uh I think the story is fairly fleshed out. I, I'm not going. Okay. I'm not going to buy into your conspiracies. This time. I just so. New Heisel's told me a lot of stuff about. Well, New Heisel says a lot of shit. You know, he does, but like he knows Neuheisel, things. He's also, got also another man who likes to hear himself talk. Um, he loves it. I don't mind it. It makes my job easier because yeah, yeah. I can just kind of space out and look at my phone and stuff. Also ironic coming from from me. So anyway, um, let let's uh, <laughs> what what about the the teams that sort of like. So I don't know what the LSU, I don't know what Brian Kelly's is Brian Kelly come in there sort of like, I told you so like, is that, is that how Brian Kelly comes in? Cause I, otherwise I think if the smart play no. for Brian Kelly is to come in and say nothing. Yeah. I just think he comes in and says, we're excited about the progress that we made a year ago. We're ahead of schedule. I think, you know, he can use that. We're ahead of schedule. We showed good. I love my quarterback Daniels. I don't think he comes in and talks any kind of shit. I mean, I don't think he comes in and says we're the favorite. Look at how good we are. We won the West. I think he just comes in and says we had a good year and we're getting better. You know, he Brian Kelly's been around long enough to know how to, you know, coach speak the hell out of this thing. And I think that's what he's going to do. You never want to piss off Saban. You never want to be the one that's, you know, talking trash and being the guy calling anybody out and getting on the bulletin boards. He's been around long enough yeah, to know how to good. play this thing. I just think he comes in and says, we had a good year. We like where we're at. We think we've done a nice job building depth in the transfer portal. Yada, 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 yada. And here, that's what we're going to get. Here's what I want, though, dude. I want Brian Kelly to step to the podium. And instead of having anything to say as an opening, you know, remarks or whatever, I just want him to say, does anyone have any questions about fit? And just yeah. stop. And just stop. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that be just absolutely sheer internet gold? I wish like, you would get up there and be like, so good to be here with all my family. And then just like. <laughs> I mean, he told me a story last year about how he had never caught a fish before. Yeah. And like, that's the thing that people were talking about. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, he's I just, 
Nobody's talking about that now. Non Bayou is anybody in the world, but who cares if you're a good football coach and you know how to play yeah. this game? Neither, neither was Saban, frankly. Um, <laughs> so th- then, then here's who I think does come in chest puffed way out, and we'll do it in a very creative and fun and interesting way. I don't know how he's going to take a shot at Mark Stoops, but I bet you he takes a major sh- shot at Mark Stoops. Shane Beamer is going to do something interesting. He reminds me of Michael J. Fox's friends on that show, Growing Pains or whatever it was, or fa- Family Ties. Family Ties. He's just like, you know, like a guy. Like, you wouldn't walk down the street and think, like, that guy is the CEO of a major football program. He's just Shane Beamer. You want to pinch his cheeks. He's just like, you know, he's like your your best friend's little brother. But the guy beat Clemson last year, and he beat Tennessee. I saw him at the SEC championship game. He was walking around the fanfare and um, I said something to him. And the only reason I said something to him is because I know his mom, his mom, Cheryl. Um, she's listens to full ride. And I met her at the Rose bowl one time and she was all excited to meet Rick and blah. I'm, so anyway, I know that she knows who we are. And I said something to, and she came on the show like the day before, Right. She was on to talk about how proud she was of Shane and, you know, blah, 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 blah. So we thought she it was, was kind of fun. She, she was pinching his cheeks. Exactly. She was doing the, the cheek pinch. And so I said something to Shane about it the next day. And he was skippy. You know, he's just like, you know, he's just big energy and kind of bopping around. And, oh, yeah, mom loves you. But like, you know, just he's. Yeah, he's refreshing to me like he's the kind of guy i love coaches that aren't just complete and utter odds yeah like there's guys that are just wonderful at what they do and then like as human beings they just kind of suck <laughs> they just kind of suck well, they're you hard know what to, i mean they're hard to be around because they can't take it less seriously yeah and we've talked about a few of them oh we know already. Really, well and there's i would say two-thirds of all of college football is like that but he's not no, I, I, I he's a decent human being. And and when we got decent human beings that can win and break the mold, I love that. Yeah, I love that. I, and I think, again, he did the whole I don't I don't give a shit about the TikTok stuff, but it was funny because then Stoops took a shot at it and then he yeah. goes up there and beats Stoops and then he takes another shot at him. So I just think there's going to be a shot taken. Maybe a, what would be even better if he takes a shot like a subtweet at Dabo that that would be that'd be really great. Um, if he does something towards Dabo, I don't think he will because I don't think he wants to poke that beast. But uh, he, he, he should just care. wear a Clemson sucks t shirt, just get up <laughs> there and like Kasanki won't care, it's got nothing to do with the SEC. No. This Clemson no. sucks, yeah, yeah. Uh, but here's so, so I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep on the, the line that you're taking us here, which is the real people. And I do think there's intrigue here with this particular program because we've said it on the show before if there is a, a, a team that disappoints. Because everyone's too happy right now with their team. So somebody's going to be super disappointed at the end of the year. And I don't know who it is. And I'm not saying it's going to be this team. But it's possible. And some of it, I think, he kind of brings on himself because he is so transparent and sort of just takes ownership of everything. So I am curious how much of last year Sam Pittman puts on himself. Because Arkansas is in a pretty pretty critical season for, for Sam Pittman. I think they're going to be good. But he always is just such a regular guy about like, hey, that was my fault. I did this wrong. I hired the wrong guy. I put the wrong player out there. We did this wrong. I wasn't talking loud enough. I had the music too loud. Like he's always 
every time I've talked to him, he just keeps taking the blame. And I love that. It's refreshing. It's refreshing and transparent and interesting because he's just a good guy. But I don't know if that serves him well in, in this particular season. So I don't know. I'm I'll be interested to see how mu- how grounded Sam Pittman is next week. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's the kind of guy where his personality, if things got bad, would like buy him a year. You know, would buy him maybe a little bit more time to get it fixed because everybody loves him. Yeah, The guy's got a hog statue in his backyard. I mean, he's living this Arkansas thing. The problem is he became a victim of his own expectations. This guy, the weird thing was, if you remember the reality of it, they won three games that COVID year, and we acted like they won the SEC championship because it was so miraculous after how bad they were the year before. I mean, they were getting blown out at home on homecoming by Western Kentucky University. That was the reality of Arkansas. They were crap. And Pittman comes in, wins three games. We treat him like he's God. Soon thereafter, he wins nine. And, you know, now we're really, oh, my God. You know, to me, Arkansas being kind of an average six, seven win team is kind of reality. I mean, look at their division. You're in a division with Alabama. You're in a division with LSU. You're in a division with Auburn. You're, I mean, just like naturally, you're not. You're middle of the pack and maybe lower of the pack, if we're being honest, just based on who yeah. you are, the resources, all that. So I think Sam Pittman only knows one gear. I think he knows how to be himself. He's not John. He's not a politician. I think a lot of these guys are politicians. They could easily transition in, into yeah. Congress. Look at Tommy Tuberville. I was going to say old tube stakes. Not doing look at great. Tuberville. Old I found stakes. it hilarious. I was watching. Um, oh, God. CNN last night and Caitlin Collins has a, um, a show now. And Caitlin is a, uh, Alabama, huge Bama fan. Yeah. Huge Bama fan. Yeah. And she had Tubbs on and I found some beautiful irony in, in her interviewing Tubbs. Are you saying that Tommy is now seven and four against Alabama? (laughs) Yes. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) He took an extra L. He took um, an extra L yesterday. Old Tommy Tube steak. Uh, old Tommy. Still underachieving. Um, I don't want to talk about I don't want to talk about that shit. Uh but I, <laughs> I it's so it's it's so frustrating. It, by the way, here's a here's a here's a but I don't Pittman know. Pittman only knows one gear. He only knows how to be himself. You know what? This just hit me because I think it's fascinating and I don't I, I'll try to ask people about it, but I'm willing to bet you no one has an answer. But I guarantee you sports washing is not far from college football. And I guarantee if you're Missouri and you're Eli Drinkwitz and someone gives you a billion dollars, do you care if it's blood money or not? I bet you they don't. Missouri fans don't. South Carolina fans, you're telling me you wouldn't take a billion dollars to 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 fill your collective with five stars and compete with Georgia and Bama and A&M and Florida. I, I, it, it, we are not far away from that. And I, no one's going to talk about it next week, but maybe I'll just be the one who forces the conversation. You should. Uh, 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 this is this is Braden Gall at 440. Uh, would you take a billion dollars in Saudi blood money to recruit yes. players? <laughs> what if they just come over here and buy a conference? The, I mean, like, what if that's George Klyovkov's announcement? Uh, that's packed. That's what they need. I've said it for I've said it for months. Yeah. What conference needs money more and stability more? And and again, this is off topic, but the Saudis don't want ROI. They don't care about it being a good business decision. They just want Americans to like them. Yeah, and you're telling yeah. me Oregon State wouldn't love, or Arizona oh, State, or Colorado. Dude. Deion Sanders would take that money in two. Could seconds. you imagine? Two seconds. Just imagine. All right. Okay. We're off top. Like Cristiano Ronaldo shows up at the first <laughs> game. Like he's the 
Oh my god. Cristiano Ronaldo's like, where's where's yeah. Corvallis? Why what why a am scene? I, why, Imagine. Why, why am I in Pullman? What do we do? He shows up in a helicopter in Pullman. He thinks he's in <laughs> Mars. Uh kind of does. It's got some Mars vibes out yeah, there. Yeah, why the is there craters in the earth? Right. Uh okay, back on topic. Here's my question. Who is worse and who has actually improved in public speaking? Lane Kiffin or Clark Lee? Which one? Lane Kiffin is the worst public speaker ever. He is the most uncomfortable person to be around, to hear talk. Him completing a sentence makes me cringe. The way he moves his head around makes bothers me. Like, Clark Lee's just Clark Lee. Like, he's just, you know, he's a meathead. He's a fullback. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just comes in and he's, you know, yeah. Johnny fullback. Lane Kiffin, the thing that bothers me about Lane is he's supposed to be charismatic. I don't Everybody think he, always I don't think... expects him to be that because of what he does on a keyboard. Yeah. yeah. And yet he's this guy that's like incredibly witty and funny on a keyboard and you get it in person and you're like, I can't tell you how many times people have said that's Lane Kiffin. That's like, Lane Kiffin. I, I, you, I think you kind of relate to this. And I, I say this not because I have any official information about Lane Kiffin, but I say it as someone who also I have anxiety public speaking. I know we do this for a living. But yeah, getting, I do but, too. Get, but getting up in front of a huge crowd of people. Oh, in front of people? Forget I, it. I, I, I can't stand it. And I think no. like I even my I, uncle's eulogy I gave a couple of weeks ago was hard. Well, sorry for your loss, first of all. Thank um, you. But it was but, hard to do, you know. But like, don't you get that's the like that's the energy I get from Lane. And I've talked to a lot of his former players, like his chance Campbell played for the Titans, so I covered him and I talked to him in the locker room. And he's like, he's like, Yeah, he's this really quiet, kind of shy. He's not a, a big front of the stage center look at me kind of guy. And like I get I get like social anxiety vibes because I recognize how I feel if you were to ask me to stand up in front of 400 media members and give a speech about my program, like I I'm with I'm not, you, but he's the same way when it's just one-on-one. -on -one. I know I mean, we could be sitting one-on-one -on -one and he's like, uh, 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 he's just kind of like barely saying words. Yeah. Which brings us to the guy who actually took the Auburn job. Uh, and it should be, I think could end up walking out of sec media days as the biggest story story for good or bad reasons. I can't tell. And I'd like to know, I think he's going to win a lot of people over with a lot of really big, clever, smart sound bites where he sounds like <laughs> he's preacher man, you know, baby Billy doing the whole deal down at Auburn. Baby Billy. I think he's going to he's going to win some people over with that. And I think what's going to happen, yeah. just like uh, just like on a keyboard, we get distracted by certain storylines. Uh -huh. I think I think people are distracted by the wrong things with Hugh Freeze. I, I think if you focus on paying players at Ole Miss, no one gives a shit. No one Not cares. anymore. I. I personally don't care. And I've said this a million times about what you do in your, in your marriage. Don't care if you, that's between you and your spouse, whatever you guys want to do in this world. I don't, I don't care. It's not, it's not my business, whatever. Are you going to ask him for a number? <laughs> it, and he knows he's got a, you know, a nice Rolodex in his phone. He's I, got a nice little <laughs> ladies of the evening. He, and, and, and uses DMS quite frequently. Uh, that should but, be your question. But that's the, no, the story to me is DMing a victim of an assault investigation. Like, and, and, and what happened in high school, like this is tw to me, the real story is this 25 years of creepy behavior. It's not illegal. It doesn't make him a, a criminal, but like it's 25 years of behavior that he still, still clearly hasn't changed and is now is the most responsible and most powerful person on a college campus with, 
thousands of women. So like, uh-huh. I just like that to me is the real story. But I think we're going to, I think it's that none, I don't think any of that's going to come up. I don't think we talk about that at all. And it's, you know, I, somebody needs, maybe I have to be the guy that's like, Hey, look, you know, you might be the only one who would do it and has the guts to do it. I think it's going to be all about football. It's going to be all about Auburn being a unique place. And there'll be references to Nick Saban and your history against him and beating him in the past. And what's different at Auburn. It's going to be a lot of that, you know, what it was like at Liberty. Yep. Blah, 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 blah. That's what we're going to get. So if you think we're going to be going into the character of Hugh Freeze, which is really interesting. I, I think Hugh Freeze is in the perfect part of the country because I think Hugh Freeze is certainly popular in the Southeast. I don't think Hugh Freeze would last 10 seconds in the Big Ten. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> no, They would look at him and chew him up and spit him out and say, nope. Like, we're not, well, I would we're say- not playing that. I would say Northeast NFL would be like, what? No. Like, who is this? What are you talking about? Who is this guy? But but I think the shtick plays very well in the Southeast. It plays I, great. I mean, I you totally saw him agree. at Liberty. He yeah, was I totally agree. giving speeches. And he, I mean, he, you know, yes, I was calling whores, but I fixed it. <laughs> Again, I that's the stuff that's going to be yes. talked about. But I don't care about that stuff. Like, look, should you be doing it with a recruit? Of course, that's weird. And I want to know. I want to know the last time he called one. Okay. Well, then you you're gonna have him face to face. You should. I'll ask him. him. So forget about football, baby Billy. When's the last time? Yes. You contacted a whore. (laughs) And I'll hang up and listen. We're such we're such idiots. And I'll hang up and listen. I can't believe we've ever been accredited to anything ever in our lives. I guarantee you. What, what do you answer? No, I mean, no. he wouldn't answer. He wouldn't. No, answer. and and frankly, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, we. What you, if he's like, dude, we're in Nashville like yesterday? What are you talking about? Like this is a big, you know, like what kind of question is that? What if he answered that way? Oh that would God. be. Amazing. What does Nashville have a large? Uh, I don't know. Ladies of the night scene. I not sure. I live here. You live here, but I've 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 seen some I've seen some uh, very high end. Uh, downtown ladies of the night and th- those are not those are not like those are not like three figures an hour kind of people <laughs> those are four figures an hour kind of people. yeah that's and again that's something i would be I, totally hey, you freeze fi- though look he at gets me paid a lot look at me i would be totally fine with that being legal in this country so i don't even think it's a, it's like paying players before it was illegal it's not amoral it's just against the rules i don't but think to me he's contradicting who he claims oh, to cool. be that's I'm... Obviously, he's a hypocrite, obviously, but I don't <laughs> nobody cares about that anymore in this country. So who cares? no, oh, hell no. Um, they so encourage I, it. I, it, it the, he's going to come out of there. Righteous gemstone style. It's going to be they're going to love gonna, it. It's going to be <laughs> they're going to love it. He he's going to be baby Billy, <laughs> Mr. Nashville, <laughs> um, Mr. Nashville. All, all right. So Zach Arnett's interesting. First time. Always interesting. Uh, I think he. If he strikes a, a really smart and somber tone about, you know, a, a guy that you and I both knew very well and ha- what he's had to go through and how well they've actually dealt with that situation, keeping the roster together. I think he's going to win a lot of people over with, you know, we've kept people home. The portal didn't affect us. We have we are connected through this tragedy. And I actually think Zach Arnett's going to win a lot of people over next week. Probably. Do you think he has any chance, though? I, I don't like he's come in and. Know. I don't know. Revamped everything. And like, I don't know if you needed to reinvent the wheel. You know what I mean? Like, just 
steady as she goes to me would have been, you know, racking towards this thing, but not they certainly with, didn't do that. Not with Will Rogers this year. I think you could have stayed put this year. Yes. Eventually, maybe you need to turn it into yours. But I think it for year one, you want to ride ride the coattails of the program foundation it, it is what I would do. Um, you do have to run the football more at some point because uh, I think Mike Leach, for all of his infinite wisdom and amazingness, he was just too stubborn to ever just try mm. to run the football. Um, but I, I do think Arnett was going to get a job at some point. Do you think we'll talk about Leach a lot this year? I mean, we're certainly going to miss I, I him so. media day. I hope there's a lot of... I hope so. I, I do Commissioner it. Sankey talks about him in his opening. I think that's remarks. a really good that's a really good prediction. I I hope I think he will. And I think everybody I, I would not be surprised. How about this? I would not be surprised if every single coach, all 14, did not mention him in their opening statement. They should. I think I they should. You, I, I you think it's do. the appropriate. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Leach was so unique, but he was so fun. I mean, I loved him. You loved him. You worked with him. I worked with him. Most unique guy I ever worked with. I mean, certainly. Yeah. And he's missed. Yep. And he I, had a I, hell of a life, man. He a lot of nobody really dislikes Mike. You know, he a lot of people say he's an oddball, but you know, n- nobody dislikes Mike. He is not without flaws, like all of us. Of course. Uh, but no, I think I don't. I don't think I've met a person that says a no. He, he goes out Mike. of his way to treat people, especially I don't, I don't want to say like less than him, but like people in the media, young people trying to learn, yeah, to come up. He always was very kind, good and generous guy. to people. Yeah. Um, I do think that we are going to study. I think as time goes along, we are going to study a certain cross-section of offensive scheme that comes exclusively from Mike Leach, but that is now like the the Lincoln-Riley power-rushing mixed with air raid offense that is going to be the best offense in college football for a long time, potentially. And I think we're going to study Mike Leach's tenure as the beginning of how the game changed on every single level. If we haven't already done that, I think I, I just think 20 years from now, we're going to look back and go, yeah, it was Mike Leach at Kentucky that changed everything. And then it built from there and then guys made it better. And Lincoln Riley right now, I would say is doing it the best of anybody. Yeah. Uh, it's the it's, root. He's the roots. I mean, he's the right. roots of this, of this style of offense. And so think about that. Your legacy in college football is important. I mean, where you stand historically when you've sort of created something, it's, you know, think of anything like the person who created television, you know, television got a lot better over the years, but you're the one who did it. Yep. So he he, historically he'll, to me, he's a hall of famer, absolutely hall of famer because of it. I I mean, I, you can't watch an NFL football game without seeing Mike Leach. No, he's a hall of famer to me. He's uh, Friday night football is all Mike Leach. Saturday football is all Mike Leach, yeah. and Sunday football is all Mike Leach. All so Mike it's, Leach. It's really it's fascinating. T- tentacles are everywhere. Yes, yes, they are. Um, I, here's a name that may say absolutely nothing, may not get any conversation at all, may still be picked to finish like in the top fifteen. Uh, Josh Heupel. What 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 are we going to hear from Tennessee next week? Same old stuff. Yeah. Dull. This isn't last year. You know what he's going to say. This isn't last year. It's a nice step for our program. Put it behind us. This year is going to be tough. Virginia is going to be a challenge. I think it's coach speak 101. Coach speak 101, which is fine. You know, I think they've earned earned coach speak. I think they've earned, you know, we were just one day at a time. I'm not 
the biggest Joe Milton guy to me, he reminds me a little bit of Jeremy Johnson at Auburn uh, and people got really excited about him. And then he came in and yeah. just couldn't put touch on the ball. Um, I hope I'm wrong. I hope Tennessee is really good because I think it's really fun to live in the state when they're good. Cause it's just awesome. Uh, the, the I feel it's just better to live here. Like the energy is cooler when Tennessee's good, you can feel it, especially when you go to like a restaurant or a bar on a Saturday during a game. But uh, I think he's going to be pretty boring. I think it's going to be status quo from Michael. But I think like Pittman and Beamer, it's very genuine. I think that's just who he is. He's coach sure. dad. He's coach yeah. dad. Yep. Coach, he's dad, coach dad Heupel. Yep. Um, and, and I guess Chris Mark, Mark Stoops fits in that same category. I think he might have a little bit more of a chip on his shoulder maybe with, I don't know, like the offensive line was so bad last year. The offense didn't live up to expectations. He's brought in a transfer, a new coordinator, you know, brought in a lot of transfers and offense, you know, he's going to develop the defense. They're kind of getting underlooked. I think they're going to be an underrated pick. I think they're going to be better than people think. Um, we haven't talked about Eli Drinkowitz either. So I guess I should mention him because he's probably one of the few guys that comes in under a little bit of a little bit of pressure. Yeah. So Mark Stoops, who is can be funny when you get him one on one, but is sort of largely coach speak robot guy uh, at the podium. And Eli Drinkowitz, of course, is like a he comes off as like a geometry teacher in high yeah. school or something. He's fun though. Drinks fun. I mean, drinks yeah. just kind of there. Missouri, it's like Missouri. Missouri just kind of exists and they don't really do anything special, but they're there and we have fun with drink and we talk to them and it's all good. You know, I think Stoops has a lot to prove. You know, last year there was so much hype going into the preseason. Will Levis was getting so many accolades. Uh, everybody was talking about he could go number one in the draft and all this kind of crap. And uh, they didn't live up to it. Now, the offensive line didn't do him any favors. I kind of think this year, them being under the radar, they're going to be a lot better. I think they're really good at quarterback. I think Devin Leary is pretty damn good. Um, and nobody's going to expect anything from them. So he can come in and just, you know, we got a good team that's working every day. He's been here a long time. He does. It's the same interview every year. I mean, he knows yeah. how to. Yeah wrap it all up in a beautiful bow and talk, you know, wax poetic about Kentucky and, you know, espouse all the great virtues there. But, you know, he, he'll he never get too deep in the weeds. You know, you can ask him about like the John Calipari stuff and he would never get too deep in the weeds there. Um, he's got a very, he's a, Iowa, coach speak. he's got a very Iowa sense of humor. When you get him off the record, yes. he's, very, he's, he's actually funny and dry. Oh, but, you get, but when you're on the record, he's like, eh, you know, I'd love for him to, off the record, really talk about John Calipari because I don't think he likes him at all. Well, he gets I think whatever. There's real disgust there. We we talked about this two weeks ago on the show. He gets whatever he wants from Mitch Barnhart, and Mitch Barnhart and John Calipari do not speak. Yeah. So there, there Which you is go. Such a weird. It's all you need and, to know. And for Calipari, not that we're talking basketball, like he doesn't win that much. So not, not, that's well, not good. Not the last three years. He's under a lot of pressure. That's Eli, not a good relationship. I agree with Eli. I, I wonder if he'll say something interesting about the collective because Missouri's collective's kind of turned, yeah. turned up a little bit. I'm yeah. curious about, and last but not least here, uh, Napier at, at Florida is interesting because I think the recruiting success in the last few weeks might have changed his demeanor. He kind of came in, I think, uh, feeling things out last year. Really interesting story about his, you know, uh, um, I think it was the passing of his father, I think, that he talked about very yeah. openly. Um, so I think he kind of came in across very genuine. I think he is very genuine, but he's a slow build kind of guy. And I think the recruiting success 
off of his big picture Dabo-ish type of plan for Florida infrastructure build out, whatever. I, I think he's going to have a little bit of confidence in like, trust the process kind of message, like trust the process, trust the process, trust the process. Until he gets beat by 21 points by Utah week one. And then the process goes out the window. He'll come in there. He'll say all the right things. I don't know if any of us are going to buy it. I don't know if any of us are going to look there and say you lost the number four pick in the draft and all of a sudden you're going to be better. Um, to me, this is a waste of time. I, I I think they should have kept Dan Mullen. Like wow. I look at a guy who's got wow. 500 people on his coaching staff, like Dan Mullen to me, if you just like had a good collective, the reason and had that, your, okay. 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 Had your boosters do the recruiting. Just let Mullen coach. I mean, I, I I think Mullen is a vastly underrated X's and O's coach. Good coach. I think he's a terrible CEO of a program like Florida. I think it works at Mississippi State. I do think I, I'm I'm far more bullish on Billy Napier. I don't think they're going to be good this year, but I don't think they should be good this year because Dan Mullen left them with a big giant steaming pile of garbage. So fair too. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. All right, fair too. Um, uh, officiating's been a problem in this conference for a couple of years. Do we expect any sort of conversation from Sankey, from the head of officials, yes. to, to adjust? Yeah, we'll talk about it. And and I don't think Sankey shies away from things like that. Like, if you ask him about it, he will address it. And he will address some specific instances. And I think he'll address what he's done to address it. Right? So, and when and we always get the director of officials available. We'll always, And that's what I like about the SEC. But with transparent, they have the person who's there in Birmingham that's in the headquarters, you know, doing all the stuff when it comes to replay and all that. Um, we're going to talk a lot about it. Certainly you brought it up. It's an issue. And I don't think Sankey's going to run away from that kind of stuff. I think he's got a mission and if there's a problem, he'll address it. And I think he will. I, I think that's true, but I don't know what, I'll be curious what the action. I agree with you for first and foremost, but I, I'm yeah. curious what the actionable items are. I don't know. Like, like you're not going to allow officials to be available to the media. That's never going to happen. Yeah. No. Like, but they, they're all. We know that they're all graded on like every penalty type of penalty. Like they're all graded on holding calls. They're all. I'd like graded to know the PIs. grades. I'd yeah. like to know the grades. Like there, there's got to be a way to make it a little bit more understandable. While yeah. saying, hey, we need to do a better, like, I think you're right. He's going to be like, we've got to be better. We're going to do better. Here's what we've tried to do. I just am curious if any of that stuff is going to be visible to the, to they the media. They do that. You and I need to start a business where we just cover officials. I would love to like, do Like, we that. have official rankings. We're we have in, the dude. whole, like, yeah. The, oh, God. Imagine how cool that would be. <laughs> Zebras. That would be a whole nother, like, little niche yeah. sub-level of, yes. like, that would be amazing. We, Maybe we make like twenty bucks a month off of weirdos. No, 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 subscribe. no. Here, here's how we do it. It's 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 private, and we sell it to to conferences and to and to leagues. Yes, we grade yes. all the we, we have we have metrics that grade all the officials and everything. We know they like to waste money on dumb stuff. Yeah, so that would be yeah. great. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Uh, last but not least, and I'll let you go, yes. man. Of course, um, I just want to always finish every conversation about media days with the only thing that really matters is how spectacular the young people are. They are truly, truly amazing. Cedric Van Pran's going to be, be there and is one of the most incredible young people I've ever talked to. Um, there's going to be so many other ones there that are just like, just phenomenal, interesting, business savvy, communications, oh, yeah. leadership, psychology, you name it. 
they are interesting, dynamic, and successful people, and way more than just football players. And I think that's really, truly the best part of SEC Media Days. It is. My best part last year was watching uh, all the players walk in with cool clothes. Like, they had really expensive stuff on. They were wearing, like, Louis Vuitton and oh yeah burberry and gucci and like stuff that five years ago there was none of those dudes walking in i mean they had like walmart suits and stuff like they were they came in none of them none of them fit right either (laughs) yeah they always look sloppy and like these guys came in looking slick last year well it's because i mean will anderson last year was like yeah i launched a i launched a a business to help kids manage nil i'm like that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> Way to it's go, amazing. Will Anderson. It's <laughs> amazing. Love Will um, Anderson. No, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, uh, obviously, here in Nashville, I'll see you around. We'll have yes. a lot of content for you guys. Obviously, you can catch Childers uh, at Childers Radio on the Twitter machine. You can catch them all over SiriusXM. And threads. Be, uh, young the Cle- new you're, threads. You did, you're doing threads, too? God damn. I am so anti-Elon Musk. I am absolutely doing threads. Yeah, but I think not- I'm going to delete Twitter. But I'm not pro Zuck, though, dude. They, that's private. That's I'm even not more pro privacy. him, but I hate Elon Musk so much. How about this? We'll start a Discord channel. Let's do it. We'll have a Discord channel. Yeah. Um, Let's you, do our you, own social media. Called... You... Well, by the time we're done with this conversation, okay. a new platform will have launched. So you, oh, can yeah. get, you can get to me on Post, Mastodon, Truth Social, Blue Sky. Uh, you can get me on Threads, uh, Instagram, TikTok. Actually, no. are all those things real? You just are said? all those are all real social platforms, really, and none of them have taken down Twitter. So, um, I'm still We're on, taking down Twitter. I'm still Threads on Twitter. Is doing it. I'm still on Twitter. Threads is doing it. I'm not. I'm not. I I do not. I, I miss my check mark, kinda. I can't do Instagram. Can't do it. I miss my check mark. Can't, can't do it. Can't do it. I'm old. I'm old. I want right, my check mark. Uh, thank back. you guys for listening. Go check out Childers all over Space Radio. And of course, threads apparently as well. Um, all right, we got a lot of cool stuff planned for you to, for next week. So rate, review, subscribe, share the show, YouTube. You know the whole deal. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, Childers, man. Always appreciate you, dude. Uh, have a have some some good time off, and, and we'll see you next week. Otherwise, thanks for listening. This has been Fringe Element here on the 440 Sports Network. Roll Tide.